Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and you're listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey, guys. Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. How are you? Thanks for listening. Hope you had a great weekend. I had a freaking fantastic weekend, man. In Chicago, Illinois at Zany's in Rosemont. Holy shit. What a club. What a weekend, man. Shows were unbelievable. Feeling uh, feeling really good about my my hour of stand up right now, um, so hopefully gonna lay that down soon for a special. You know, there's no rush on that. You want to do it in the right time, and, and I'm trying to think of other ways to uh, to put it out there. You know, um, creatively, like not just stand up in the special. Obviously, uh, Avery Pearson that that'll be an element of it. The uh, the improvised music we've been doing, the uh, improvised crowd work music, but uh, you know, you want to you want to do it right the first one. So, um, but I'm getting closer. So it was a blast. Thanks to everybody that came out. Thanks to all the ALN fans. So many of you guys. Jody Collins, shout out to you, ALN fan of the week, baby. Uh, this motherfucker drove from what was it, Detroit to Chicago? Maybe Wisconsin to Detroit to Chicago. He took a trains, planes, and automobiles type journey to see the show, and was so sweet and. Uh, Big ALN fan, and uh, dude, thank you for coming. Jody Collins, email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com, and we'll, just, we'll send you some ALN merch, all right? Send us your address, and we'll send you some free shit. Uh, thanks for listening to the pod, dude. This week is a busy week of tour dates. Wednesday, August 30th, 8 p.m. I'm headlining the Hollywood Improv here in Los Angeles, California. Wednesday, 8 p.m., Josh Wolf, Andrew Santino also on the show. My boy Avery Pearson. Come out. Get your tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Hollywood Improv, 8 p.m. Wednesday, August 30th. And then August 31st, I'll be headlining the Ontario Improv. uh, First time in Ontario, California. That's the Inland Empire. August 30th, 8 p.m. Thursday. Get your tickets at adamraycomedy.com. And then, of course, West Palm Beach Improv just added. I will be there September 7th through the 9th. Uh, at West Palm Beach Improv, bringing Sandy Danto and Avery Pearson. Super pumped to get your tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. That's West Palm Beach Improv, September 7th through the 9th, baby. Brad Williams got back from Guam. Holy shit. If you listen to our podcast with Burt Kreischer, the Birdcast, four hours, uh, we ended with some Guam hilarity. And uh, I don't know if Brad was going to come back, but he is because he's getting married this weekend, baby. Can't wait to talk about that. That's going to be amazing. And then after that, Brad heads to Kansas City. To do the improv September 14th through the 16th. So get your tickets to bradwilliamscomedy.com. Uh, today's episode, man, continuing in our streak of 90s uh, teen heartthrobs. I hope you guys enjoyed that Freddie Prince Jr. episode. It was unbelievable. And we're going to uh, just keep it rolling with another unbelievable episode with stories and and experiences and... Um, and, and just a conversation that was uh, just, you know, the total package. Um, uh, Andrew Keegan is our guest today. Andrew Keegan, you might know him from Camp Nowhere, from 7th Heaven. He was Jessica Biel's boyfriend. You might know him from 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, countless TV shows. Step by Step, Full House. Look up his IMDb page. He's been in everything and anything. Uh, man, he talks about 10 Things I Hate About You, working with Heath Ledger. Filming Camp Nowhere, um, a lot of great behind-the-scenes stories, too, from these sets, like him and Heath and, and, and Julia Stiles getting high, and, uh, 
And just the business, too, how he got into it at a young age and how he almost got American Pie and uh, just a, a real, real fun chat, man. And uh, he also shares um, a lot of uh, insights into Full Circle, which is a open source spiritual community center that offers growth oriented workshops uh, and other events. And it's just a, uh, a, a, a place that helps you, you know, passionately seek to inspire and empower the community around you. And it's a very supportive, loving colony of people. Uh, open door policy, and uh, he started this thing from the ground up, and it's pretty incredible to uh, to see and, and hear what he did with that. Um, he's a Venice dude, uh, living in Venice, and uh, and 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 still working. And uh, dude, it was just a great chat, you know. A, a guy too that like has been on every teen girl's wall from those Teen Beat, Teen Bop magazines with him, JTT, and Devin Sawa, and and uh, Jonathan Brandis. So. Andrew's the shit. I met him briefly because he guest starred on Hollywood Darlings, which was the other show that partnered with Return of the Mac on Pop TV. And uh, and I met Andrew at the premiere, and we started shooting the shit. And I I, I got his email. I said I would love to to have you on the podcast, and and we made it happen. So really great dude. Uh, even uh, even uh, better in person that I uh, than uh, you know guys like that. You just don't know. You know you don't know. He, he was super chill when I talked to him, but I didn't. Uh, know he was going to deliver like he did on the podcast so I really can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode uh, follow Andrew on Twitter at Keegan underscore Drew follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy at Funny Brad at Alien Podcast Brad Williams Comic on Instagram at Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram Alien Podcast on Instagram about last night podcast.com uh, for all your ALN merch and past episodes and present episodes speaking of which Thursday looking like the day baby we're going to release the, the new site and the merch so be on the lookout um, hopefully that is about 90% sure. So keep your fingers crossed. Can't wait for that. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes to the podcast, rate and comment on the iTunes page, tweet at us, uh, and let us know that you loved an episode, what you loved about it. Uh, email us at about at gmail.com with your ale and highlights, favorite moments, how you get into the pod, where you listen to it. And again, we'll read some of these moments on air and send you some free merch for being a great fan. All right. Uh, great apps coming up. Sarah Tiana, uh, TJ Miller, uh, another big Academy Award winner who's in a movie with John Radinsky. I can't say more than that. Um, Joey Lawrence, uh, Joey McIntyre's coming back. Brent Moran's coming back. A lot of fun, so make sure you subscribe. All right, now we've got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Andrew Keegan. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. It's about last night. We do a. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, he said, I'm here. I said, look for the dwarf and follow instructions. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the start of any fantasy yeah. novel. Yeah. Well, we t- we just talked about the other day how <clears throat> people that. Because, you know, the uh, <clears throat> windows in, the, in this apartment complex are all pretty, like, like a lot of the people can, like, look into the middle of the complex. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, Brad comes over sometimes three, four times a week and, like, you know, there's. I don't think anybody in this complex knows I do a podcast. So like three, four times a week, they're just seeing a little person come over and they're just like, what the fuck is going on over there? I mean, <laughs> the one time that I walked in in a full leather outfit and a ball gag. Yeah. That kinda, well, they probably knew what was going on there. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Either that or the people that see the street, they go, you know what? I see these random celebrities just show up and then a dwarf runs out and gets them and brings them into the building. I don't yeah, know yeah. what the hell is happening yeah. here. That's probably actually yeah. what's really like, All right. So do I just kind of, I don't want to yeah, twist it out. No, dude, just grab it and just fucking, you know, Ooh. grab it, pull it towards your face. <laughs> put your hand on it gently. <laughs> Don't be too aggressive. It's kind of expensive. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> this way? No, just leave the mic, but like maybe you... Oh, I move this way. Oh, really? We don't want the mic blocking here. But you can, have it, you can have it close and sure. probably uh, closer to your, yeah. your face. My first time being a disc jockey. Right? <laughs> you do have that radio voice. All right. It's interesting when you hear yourself. Right? Huh. That's why you do this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we love the sound of our own pipes. That's pretty, I mean, we don't care about talking to people. We don't care about learning about the process. Just we're just circular experience. Just narcissists. Voice. That's it. We just like to hear the sound of our own voice. Sounds That's like it. America, right? <laughs> Didn't you do voiceover work when you first started? Uh, you know, I've done some. Yeah. Not, you know, I, I did a, one of those workshops at one point, and it, I, I don't think I was very good. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it left me with, I don't think You were I'm like, Bud Light's actor. the best. They were like, it's Cheetos, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, they probably thought, like, well, we have Andrew Keegan. Why are we making it just his voice? We yeah, got we, to show that. We got to put that punum in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah, use the word punum. I'm starting to bring punum back. Punum back. What yeah. does that mean? That's uh, like a Yiddish... It, I don't it? know. I think, I think it's <laughs> a Yiddish thing that means I've heard face. my super Jewish mom say it, and then she's, I feel like, said it was Yiddish. Yiddish. Punum. It's yeah. It's like an. It's like an. Uh, an affectionate like. Oh, you my little punum. You know, like. <laughs> so Brad was hitting on you. Is, what is, that, is that what it was? Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely thousand percent true. We're in. Uh, we're in West Hollywood. I'm just trying to blend in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, good. And so, then, and then you've lived out here your whole life. Are we? Are we already doing this? Yeah, dude, we darn right. right in. We're oh, going. It just, it just go. There's no uh, opener. Like this is. A I mean, used podcast. To, we, we could give you a cheesy open. Like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're here on the About Last Night podcast. It is Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Our special guest today, Mr. Andrew Keegan. See, and then we do the fake that's applause. That's gonna make yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> See, that's why we don't do it because Brad gets all jazzed up. Like yeah, that. and I and I just get I I've had some radio days and then I kind of like flash back to that and you know hey we got stacks of tracks to play here on a Friday night you know and, and that's just bad. see now that is talent <laughs> now I know why he's is here. that what you call it <laughs> that's that's talent have you did you have to for um, press <clears throat> junkets like do morning radio stuff for movies you know and, I did yeah uh, that was a while a little while did back, you enjoy so. that part of the uh, yeah, I mean, this is fun. We'll yeah. go out and talk and ha you know hang out at yeah, right? uh, a studio somewhere. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, because um, so, a while because we uh, you know we have to do it like almost every weekend for like you know when we do a weekend at a comedy club, it's like you do the morning press or TV, and sometimes they're it's just hit or miss. They're just so you don't even know if they're there or listening. They're just like so hopped up on coffee at six a.m. and and it's kind of like uh, what we were saying earlier. They just like hearing themselves. For sure. Got to ju jump in. Once yeah. In a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, you asked me a question, then you answered it. Right. Okay. Right. I don't really need to be here. There's like two or three of them too. They just go back and forth. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought I was supposed to answer a question. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you guys even want me here? Exactly. Uh, being in LA uh, and being born and raised out here, were you like always intrigued by the business? Was it something that uh, always had your interest? Yeah. I think I really grew up, you know, in, in LA. Being in LA, it was always around. But both of my parents were in the industries. So my mom didn't oh, nice. care. My father mm -hmm. was um, an aspiring actor, so he ended up a lot of extra work and always on set, but not exactly 
you know, literally in, in front of the camera and yeah, the right. he wanted to be. Uh, so I think that was probably one of the, uh, you know, driving forces, you know, family's doing it and I'm a kid and I'm like, I'll do it. You're around it. It seems yeah. fun, right? Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, any, anything to get out of school is fun. Yeah, so that was, dude, I think a big drive. I mean, that was a big drive. You forget force. that that is such a driving force of any kid to yeah. do something that's not like missing yeah. school is like so rebellious. I'll yeah. blow your mind. I don't know what spawn this idea to look on the internet and search but i found my first commercial which was a um a, a frosted mini wheats commercial yeah <laughs> yes. i was 12 years old and i did a frosted mini wheats commercial it was like me and my grandma like grandma thinks something and there's frosting i don't remember <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the line but uh so that was my first real experience i like plain mini wheats you mm. need frosting on them grandma exactly. otherwise you're not cool and it was like back where they were just starting to figure out the camera moves and it was like a drop you know the the frosted mini wheat went in my mouth and the camera came down so that was like my first experience i got out of school i was 12 years old the commercial came out like three months later and of course you most popular kid at school taste right? of yeah it was like wow we saw you on my morning commercial or cartoons in your commercial and so oh. that was my first real taste. wait the commercial was packaged in between morning cartoons of course oh, I mean, it was a mini wheats commercial that's prime <laughs> where else would you mini wheats buys that uh, big ABC ad news no it's <laughs> Yeah. News at 11 it, and Frosted. Yeah, 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 yeah. It no. ran during 2020. So you have uh, Barbara Walters and that just leads right dude, in. So you were in between like Doug reruns and like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you remember. Fuck oh, yeah, dude, that's, come on, man. That's, that's our wheelhouse. Oh, man, I'm, 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 I'm racking my brain. Uh, uh, what was the duck one? Uh, DuckTales. DuckTales. Darkwing Duck. I mean, Disney I mean, Afternoon probably. You were all over that. There was, was, so uh, good. It was Tailspin. So good. A lot of duck tailspin. related cartoons back mm-hmm. in the day. And Gummy now, bears. Look, we got one for a president. Oh, yeah, we do. No, we do. We can do. It, we can make this oh, fine. It. From mini wheats to Trump. <laughs> that was what a segue. What a segue. <laughs> but I mean, Wait, that, I, I want to know though, yeah. real quick, like being at school then after you do that, because that's like, I mean, for any, I don't know if there's any uh, prep course for like a child actor to like experience that amount of adulation and attention, right? Like when you're at school afterwards, is it like? Are, are you immediately cool with it, or is it, it like was, overwhelming? You know, at the time, I actually had some kind of a you know bully experience, so I'm, and, and the memories are vague. Oh, shit. So it worked to a degree, you know, and it was good for it to a degree, but it also got you sort of that other kind of attention where it's it's like, oh, you're that guy, you know. Yeah. So it's sort of a, both sides of it. Kids um, deflect. They're like, yeah. they're almost seeing it and be like, that's so cool. But then, oh, you think you're better than us now? Yeah. Just because you, you get free mini wheats. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, obviously that does make me. Better than you. <laughs> if you pulled up in like a mini wheat van and a mini wheat jumpsuit, <laughs> I should have. I should have worked it out. Let me live a normal life. Just giving everybody a, a lifetime supply of mini yeah. wheats, and then it would have been great. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And as it continued too, there was, um, you know, working outside of school and having to get the teachers to get you your your schoolwork became another, uh, you know, a, a thorn of, of contention with the teachers. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, special attention. So right. in a weird way, it did have sort of an adverse effect over over those those years as well. So, and, but and, you're, and would you be gone for like a w- weeks, months sometimes? Just, you know, there were a couple of films because I was in school when I did Camp Nowhere, of course. And so yeah. that was, oh my God. God. Classic. I mean, let me be honest. One of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> Working with uh, Christopher Lloyd at 15 yes. years old was really very cool. And you, you, you recognize how dope that was, right? Oh I mean, God. like, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. He, I mean, you had what? Did you're you, 15, so you're you had seen Back to the Future at that point. Oh, of and, course, but he really was not necessarily super excited about working with like five 15 year olds. <laughs> so it wasn't like we had a whole lot of camaraderie yeah, there. A couple sure. scenes. I mean, he was you know he was in his trailer and, and yeah. didn't necessarily want to come hang out with us. Sure. I didn't understand. Yeah, right. Now I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't hang out with 15 year olds. Where did where did that where did breaking that, news? Yeah, and I'm only 38. He was, he was even older. <laughs> yeah. Where did you guys shoot that? Uh, we shot it in 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 the LA area Placerita Canyon um, was where a lot of the camp was but I'll never forget the first day of our rehearsals were January 17th and I'm gonna say 1994 yeah so mm-hmm. it was the year of the earthquake the day of the earthquake no shit so oh, the first our, day so I was so excited it was like my first movie I'd done the commercial I had done a few things along but this is my first and you're movie. like a big part in it right I mean yeah, like, that, yeah. like uh, one of the leads yeah dude, so yeah. I went to Disney the the building and the window was crashed in <laughs> it was like I don't. I guess. I, I guess we're not rehearsing today. But yes. I was like, I was going. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't know. I thought I mean, maybe we were still rehearsing. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is six point nine. Whatever. Yeah. We grew yeah. up in California. Yeah, dude. You're probably like very not uh, just conditioned to expect earthquakes. Yeah. You know, most of there's two kinds of earthquakes. There's the rolling ones, and then there was what January seventeenth was a, a, just a pounder, mm-hmm. and so that was actually a much different experience, and that that was frightening. Yeah, because I mean, I'm a local too. I grew up in Orange County, and like when I went to college and my roommate was from Texas, the first earthquake we had was like a 5.2 and mm-hmm. he freaked the fuck out. Like he, like this was like a dog running around barking like, oh my God, what's happening? It's a, it's fucking Armageddon. I barely woke up. I'm like, dude, it's like five point, like we can tell, locals can tell like it's a 5.2, yeah. no big deal. Like, yeah. You I'm, can still get Chipotle, the yeah. world isn't ending. Right. You gotta you do one of those things where you're like, as it's going, you're like, yeah, this isn't gonna be, uh, uh, no, we're good. Uh, we're yeah, good. Yeah, 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 we're fine. Yeah, yeah. Second to that. Yeah. <laughs> and being on that first movie, Camp, uh, Camp Nowhere, that kind of had to help being that there was a lot of other like kids on the movie. It wasn't just all adults and you you know, were completely out of place. Well, you know, uh, I, I like this little bit of trivia. to, to and Maybe I should see if you guys know this. For oh, sure. Geez, fire so away. you know the obvious people in the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But did you know that Jessica Alba was in that movie? What? Yep. Did her not first, know that. Her first movie. She was Kissing Girl 1. So Jessica Alba's first Whoa. movie too. That, I mean, that's like that's like. Did you know Matthew McConaughey yeah. was in Angels in the Outfield? You know, I did not know that. See, ah, so we were Is now who's and Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody was in Angels, Angels in the Outfield. Outfield. Dude, they're both like other like uh, they're two outfielders. All of Adam's trivia revolve around the movie it revolved, Angels in the Outfield. Anything Tony Danza did, <laughs> I know everything about. There's a lot, but there's a lot of working actors in when they you know when they finally yeah. hit. They've been doing stuff for years, you know. So. Yeah. Did you uh, did you and Alba have any um, you know uh, report? And you're like, Sunday we'll date on another show. <laughs> Look, we were all 15 years old. I'm going to leave it to your imagination. <laughs> we were, it was all very innocent. That's the best. Uh, but yeah. uh, you but know. you're 15 and you're on a movie set with essentially no adults. You're like, we're filming Camp Nowhere. Maybe we can see if this can sexually go somewhere. You know. <laughs> we, you, you know, we're, we're we're we have trailers. We have trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they give us trailers? Wait. Uh, hey, you know, to, to yeah to sleeping no <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. uh wait so what was the audition process like for that is it um, that was a tough one yeah uh, they you know they at that point 
to take you through the ringer. I think, you know, and I'm so excited and I just want to get a, you know, I want to get a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, every, every kid, you're, it's like a game. Once you, you know? got a taste of it, you were like, all right, I'm in. Is that pretty much how it worked for you? Yeah, it's overcoming the fear. I think in, in that's sort of an overriding life experience. You're overcoming the fear of the audition then into, you know, can I do this? You're 15 years old. I mean, I, yeah. I had very little experience. All the kids had very little experience. And, you know, um, I was... Uh, it was, a, it was a beautiful experience. Like just to be that age and to have that opportunity, it's awesome. Get you, out of school and go yeah. and make a movie that all your friends are going to see. It was really cool. Were you nervous for auditions, or did your folks kind of give you some you know, I business think, advice? Or uh, I think you're always. It's a yeah. awkward. Anybody has been on. It's auditions. not normal. It's yeah. the most awkward thing. Yeah. Ever. Just walk in. There's four people. <laughs> sometimes more chair. just staring yeah. at you, going, like "Impress us." Right. And, and, as as cool uh, and organic as you can make the small talk too, it's like never normal. No. Because it's just such a weird way to like. You know you're waiting to go in. They know you're waiting. Like it's just like who's gonna say something first? Like <clears throat> I sometimes just panic and walk in. I go the band's back together just immediately, and they're all like, "What?" I'm like, "I don't know, guys." Like, you know, I didn't want you to speak first because like you probably wouldn't have said something weird like that. And now we're getting into it, and they're like, "Okay." Sometimes it works, and sometimes they're like, "You want to just read the scene?" And I'm yeah, like, yeah, "Okay, yeah, great." Yeah. yeah, that's the one I think that, and all, all of the auditions I've probably done at least hundreds, if not thousands, of auditions over the years. But yeah, there's there's definitely been a few of those moments that didn't start off <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, I'll never forget the Quick and the Dead. That was a ended up being a Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that was movie. the Sharon Stone Western movie. I yeah. came in and I think I was coming out of like the volleyball scene. I was like 13, 14, and I called the cast director. Just kind of was like, "Hey, babe," slipped <laughs> it in there. <laughs> Whoa, that didn't that didn't go over well at all. Really, the it's casting just, director doesn't like yeah. me to call her babe. You know, go uh, figure from yeah. like a fifteen year old. <laughs> Yeah, but nice. you were ahead of the curve. But you were yeah. 15, but you had 18-year-old swagger. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That was a yeah. swagger yeah, that, that got me in trouble. Andrew Keegan, sexually harassing since 15. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, babe is not. You know, <laughs> that's an endearing. That make it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's an endearing. You yeah. know what, though? Also, your intention was genuine. You yeah. know, you were just like, yo, like, I'm... Um, it was a kind of a slang. Yeah, at the for time sure, we were, you know, in that kind of scene, if you will. And sure. Did, but yeah, it didn't go over. Well. Wait, speaking of awkward moments, were you? Uh, <laughs> is that was Leo one of the guys you were? Um, like, who was the crew that you would go to auditions? You know, I feel like you always hear those stories. It was like me and this guy and Breck and Meyer and you know that. Uh, I, I don't remember ever seeing Leo at an audition. Yeah. He started young. He was getting movie offers from yeah. pretty much the beginning, but. Uh, you know, I just did a film actually with Thomas Ian Nicholas. Nice. So we oh, hey. were, he's been on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's really great. He's we, the best. We did a film some years ago with this vampire uh, documentary uh, style film, and so yeah, we would always uh, see Cross each paths, other yeah. and, and ended up, you know, yeah, we kind of have a similar type. So you know, yeah, you ended up in the room with those kind of guys. I would imagine people have looked at him and said, "Hey, loved you in Ten Things I Hate About You," and have probably looked at you and said, "Oh yeah, you're great in American Pie," and you're like, "Not." <laughs> Me, but <laughs> it's an that's an interesting story. Yes. Oh, I'll I'll you know uh, share real quickly. I was shooting ten things and came down and met with them, the the uh, the filmmakers of American Pie, and was going to mm-hmm. do that film. Yeah, and uh, it was back and forth, and it's a longer story that I don't need to get into. But you know, back and forth, agents are working it out, and the 
the the the schedule of the ten things they they did they had a crossover of a, a music band or something. Uh, I think it was Save, Save Ferris. Ferris. I think. Yeah, yeah, I was there in that scene. We'll talk about that later. Oh, that's. I'm great. an extra in that scene. Yeah, <laughs> I'm from Seattle. Look at look, yeah, see, yeah man. This is, this, oh. is, this is crazy. Reunited. We were just talking. About it. Yeah. No, we met I before this. We were met before good. this. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah. We. Uh, oh, that's this is gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to to just to wrap that up, we yeah ended up not 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 happening for me, but then yeah yeah just saying it ends up being Thomas and Nicholas, which yes. I've heard that many times. You're a great America Pie. I was like, ah, you don't oh, know man. how close that was, actually. <laughs> that happens so often, right? Just scheduling, like, it jam-ups. a day crossover, which would have been wow. a totally different life experience. Like, literally, I was going to do the movie. I had the script. I was going to do it, and oh, we you just waited. Oh, so good in that. It just would have been yeah. a different, you yeah. know, and I look back, and I'm, you know, of course, what do they make? Three, four, ten films? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, at a million dollars a pop, you're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> You know, ten things as great as yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or at it's least give me that day like, off. Yeah, no yeah, shit. yeah. And what got me is they didn't end up needing me that day. And oh, I was just like, no, man. You were just sitting on the side like, just well, I, I, I guess your consolation is a free safe Ferris concert. Yeah, well, no, I actually uh, I've been talking to them about coming down and doing a doing a show at uh, in Venice. So that's a yes, weird full circle story. But yes, dude, that's amazing. Yeah, so. you're, like you, you could have uh, simulated oral sex with Tara Reid. That could have happened. <laughs> like I said, there are some silly things to this not happening. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I hope that's what you say on your deathbed. You're about to go and like Andrew. Yeah. What, what, what sort of knowledge? What sort of thoughts do you have on your life? Simulated oral sex I, with Tara Reid, or it's like, thank God, <laughs> thank God I, I didn't. Yeah, thank God I'm not tied oh. to that memory. I would have died 20 years earlier, probably. <laughs> um, yeah. So wait. So do, you guys shot in Seattle the whole time on 10th. We things, right? were in Tacoma, Tacoma most, at yeah. Stadium High School, yes, right? Yeah. Yes. So Which, tell me your story. All right. So now I'm curious. Born and yeah. raised, uh, and um, the party scene. Um, I think there was a line where a kid. Basically, before a fight happened at the party, and he turned around and he goes, "Fight!" That was me. Yeah, Wait. you got in the fight, but somebody there was a kid at the party who oh, said, "Okay, fight. okay, fight first. Yeah, yeah. Because so I think I, I had a scene. Or I had a moment. Yes, like that. yeah, yes. That was right when you got punched in the face or something. No, no, that was at the no, prom there, scene. No, 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 oh, okay. prom scene. No, there was like a house, uh, the, the house, house party. party. Yeah, but I have, I, I have a specific scene. There was like the beer yep. stack, mm-hmm. and I, I turn around. I think I repeat. He says it. Yep. Is that you? No, that no. was going to be me. Oh. But as Brad said, I wasn't a good enough actor. No, because he can't have one line. But they told me, they go, you don't look like a partier enough. And I was like in eighth grade. So I was like, all right, I guess. But like, and that's when the drinking started. No, right. You're like, uh, oh, fine. I'll go home over the weekend. I'll yeah. do a lot of cocaine. Yeah. I'll come back and I'll yeah, show yeah. you guys I can party. They called me Tequila Ray that following morning. <laughs> so uh, so then they were like, well, do you want to be an extra in the movie? And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. I'm like, eighth grade summer going into freshman year high school. It's like. Being a movie like all you guys, I like grew up like like it's like I you know Crumholtz and and Heath and all you guys and Alex Mack and I'm like fuck yeah dude I just want to be on set and be around that and so it was the prom scene they paired us up and um, you know I was just telling uh, these guys that like I kept furthering myself from the girl that I was paired with because I was trying to get in the fucking line of the camera I was like I want to be in a movie and when I go see it with my friends be able to be like there's me there's me that guy fist bumping yeah that's me early Polly D. And so, uh, and so, yeah, it was um, what three days at prom shoot, and uh-huh. we, you know, remember like, and say Ferris was there, and then there was a lot of <clears throat> just like dancing to like, dun, 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 you know, right, and right. They, would they, play. they play that beat in the background, yeah, and pantomime, they say, yeah, and uh, 
And like there was, did you talk to Andrew at all? Did you meet him? I said like I went around. I mean, just like way too much confidence. I was like, I'm gonna say what up to all the stars. And so I went up to everybody and like said what up. And you were way cool, man. I was like, what's up, man? You're like, what's up? And I was like, fun movie, right? And you were like, yeah, dude, it's the best. And I was like, it is the best. All right, see you later, Andrew Keegan. So, uh, but I went, everybody was chill, you know. Um, and uh, and then you know there was that one scene when when you got punched in the prom yeah. scene, and uh, you know. Uh, uh, shit, Bianca, I got a nose job ad. And then there was this, they told us in the um, scene, they were like, all right, everybody be huddled around, you know, when you're on the ground and there was like this overhead shot and then everybody like slowly just like as the camera pulls up, everybody like disperse and like go back to the party. And again, another moment, another Adam Ray like, I'm gonna soak up the moment and be noticed. So like everyone kind of walks away and then I just like lingered like right next to you as like you're laying on the ground and I just kind of like, <laughs> I stood there and like walked in a circle like I didn't know where to go just so I could be like, there's me. Did it work? Yeah, man. Yes. That shot stayed in. <laughs> All right. But I was like, the director at one point <clears throat> did come over and he was like, hey, man, like, you're really like, you're, you're shit, you're fist pumping too much. Like, you're just like, tone it down. Like, we know you're having fun at the prom, but like, it's a little distracting. I was like, all good, all good. I'm definitely doing it again. Well, uh, <laughs> well but that's something that like, if, if, you're, if, if you're doing extra work, you always want to be somehow in the shot. You want to do the crazy thing. I mean, I, I think the classic story of that was, uh, I think it was a uh, Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf, where oh. the extra actually pulls out his balls during the scene, and nice. it made the cut. It's pretty hilarious. It's pretty. <laughs> I did not know. Yeah, can we, can we Google that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to confirm that. Things, but I want to just <laughs> yeah. confirm that that happened. Did, uh, uh, I, will, I, I will. I will pull that up. How did sec. you? How was that? Ex- just don't pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how was that experience shooting in Tacoma? Because that is considered like the butthole of Washington State, but. <laughs> Where you guys shot is not like that's actually a nice area. You know, I do remember the smell. Yeah, there was the the paper mill factory yep. right there, so it would come in different waves. <laughs> Although I believe that the smell in our hotel suites overrode that, so Thank that God. was that was a good excuse for yeah. what was going on in the hotel room. I'll leave it to your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Jessica I, Alba was not in that movie. She was not no. in that movie. No, uh, but Heath was, and uh, we and did. Heath, did you guys burn? And, oh man, there's dude, some stories. The I can share those stories now because we did a 15 year reunion, and we got a few of the cast members together, and they they opened up about those. Oh, stories good. And I was like, good. yeah, yeah. That seems uh, like yeah. I mean, you're up in a place like Washington State, where I mean, now it's legal, but it was pretty much I mean, just so accepted then, and also like at that age, like you guys were how old when you were doing that one? 18, 19. Yeah, what 19. a dope time to be doing that movie, right? It was really insane. and there was, was a five so mile. What's the five mile drive they have there? There was a, a road, and you could kind of go through the mount, like through the mount by the by the lake, and up through the mountain. So awesome. we did that a couple times. I was really, really sweet with Heath, and he had an old Volvo, and then Trevor was his uh, is his best friend. And yeah, so would all, I just watched remember? that documentary. Oh, um, did you? Yeah. So have they, you seen it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went to the L.A. premiere. Wow. They uh, they actually shot at the temple that I'll talk a little bit yeah. more about full circle but so the, uh, yeah, Naomi, we'll Naomi that. Watts came in and they uh, they actually used the venue for her to come in and, and do her interview for that so no kidding I was like oh that looked dope yeah <clears throat> what um I mean that experience was just I mean was it as fun as it looked and how the movie the, it's yeah. one of those memories that was so you know you didn't know at the time but looking back I just wish I could remember more 
Sure. If you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But uh, what I do remember and what we did, you know, capture in, in the film is is magic. And I think that's what came across. I mean, it was a great script. Obviously, Gil did an amazing job directing. The yeah. casting, you just... It was just like, real so casting, many people dude. in that movie that went on to do, like, so many things. Like, so between much. Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who had, who had had some success, but then that kind of brought him back in the limelight. It was... I mean, really, Joseph was the only one with... A, a significant, you know, yeah. resume. I had I had done some things as well. Yeah, and yeah. So everyone was recognizable, but it like, was Julia Stiles and, and Heath's basically their first films. I mean, holy shit! Julia Stiles had done a. Sh I think it was a, a film that was at Sundance the year before, but she hadn't done. That was her first, you know, yeah. studio film. And then Heath, the same thing. Heath literally flew in from Australia. He had done nothing in the states. He had done things in Australia, but that was his first film. That's crazy. So for them to cast the leads that were two unknowns, two relatively unknowns yeah. in a Disney film was unheard of. And even through the auditioning process, it was like a, a little bit of a a struggle the way that they were able to cast it because Gil really held the line on that and the studios of course wanted you know um, I don't want to drop names but I can't remember either Kirk Cameron <laughs> uh, yeah no no it was uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas I don't know something uh, Jonathan Brandis actually oh, oh yeah. yeah I think that was the from the, the hit movie Sidekicks and from uh, what was it Dolphin Dolphin Sequest oh Sequest yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Ladybugs with yeah. Dangerfield as I'm saying yeah. so that was what sure. was gonna likely be the casting and, and I think Gil really pushed for, for that, that is a rarity right to to fight a, a studio like that for an unknown and get them to and look who i mean look what how good of a decision that was i mean you, i can't again nothing done differently we would never obviously know what uh, the course would be but sure. i think it just worked out really well and yeah, the memories and the relationships with everybody. We had a really, really great time. It seemed like you all just were super everybody chummy. Everybody got I mean, along. Everybody yeah. was cool. There was no drama. Um, I mean, Julia Stiles was 17. I think she still had, like, literally, I think she had a teacher at one point. I think it was, I don't know. It was, it was like, everybody was very young. Isn't yeah. It? What, um, was there any, <clears throat> was Heath, like, I mean, having it be his first, like, big thing, was he, like, very much like, yo, like, can you guys, like, give me some tips or were you like no, no no he was a pro i mean you saw the film yeah. he knew mm -hmm. what he was doing this one thing about heath he was way beyond his time I mean, do you feel like it so captured him pretty well that documentary yeah, yeah. i think that was in a, in a way one of the films authentically heath and not necessarily a character i mean mm -hmm. it's a character but i'm just saying there was a lot of heath in in that in um I forget his I forget his character's name, but in in, in ten things, so Australian hunk number one, right? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> Patrick Patrick Verona, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember too reading the script, wanting to play that role, of course. You know? And I was oh, like, sure. Ah oh, man, okay, yeah. I'll play the I'll play the douchebag. Yeah, yeah fine. Play the villain <laughs> again. No. Uh, <laughs> I read uh, in doing research for our, our, our <clears throat> podcast. There was a there was a fun fact on the movie that I read on IMDb, and I want to know if this is true. Uh, it, it said that you did not know how to draw genitals, and David Crumholtz had to teach you how to draw a dick. The one that I ended up writing or drawing on his face. Uh, yes, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, I mean, who knows how to? Who now. knows how to draw? I had never need, had the need yeah. to learn how to draw genitals, let alone on someone's face. So. <laughs> Fortunately, David was there, and he had had a lot of experience. He's that kind of artist. He had to go to the bullpen to get crumbled. Like how does that conversation happen? Does like the director announce it? Does anyone know how to draw a dick? Yeah. And then David's like, oh, I got yeah, you, buddy. Like, right Hold here. my beer. Yep. <laughs> 
So, so I learned that from from David, and oh, I love David. He's Dude, yeah, the, the greatest, greatest, huh? Just a great guy. So funny. I, I mean, back then, I remember being in a hotel room and just in his in stitches. He was just hysterical. I don't. I, I feel like that was a time, and maybe it's just because that was right at my age group. But I don't feel like there's a lot of like teen comedies anymore that that kind of thing that are like well that are cast that well around. and written that yeah. well like that wasn't talking down to anybody it was like i don't know it, it captured the essence of like that time so well and and everyone could relate to like yeah a character and like it, it just i don't know man and it was the comedy too was so strong it's like sometimes you see things like a little too i don't know watered down or or sugared up just like too much sex in it or yeah. just too many dick jokes and that, that that was just a pure good, good movie a couple of years ago the the street food cinema folks they did a out outdoor in the park screening of it yes. i hadn't seen it in probably I, mm. just years like it's literally probably since almost when it came out no i shit. sat through the whole yeah. film yeah and um because <clears throat> why would you that'd be really weird if i was at home <laughs> and I, was like, I just watched 10 things tonight by myself yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to see if that extra really fist pumped a little too hard, like the director said. I am looking. Next time I'm watching, I'm going to be looking for you. Yeah, dude. And um, but I watched the whole film, and it was really uh, interesting the way that uh, Gil directed the film, and these little nuances, little nuggets, that little looks that he kept finding throughout the film that were hysterical. And I really, at that point, appreciated the film because I do remember the very first time I saw it. It was it wasn't quite done, and Mm -hmm. I was you know such the film buff and sure film critic. I didn't really like it the first time. That's that's I was interesting, and and it just took time. But it had it had a just a wonderful balance in in seeing it years later. Of like you said, comedy. It wasn't too cheese. It wasn't too sex. Too much sex. It wasn't too much of anything. Yeah. It was just spot yeah. on. Awesome. I can't think of a good film, a teen film of recent times. Yeah. Super bad, maybe right. Now that was great. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty. so. Yeah, there are there are, but that's also. But that was years ago. Still, I mean, that was years that was, ago, and that I was. Think, a, I think Seth Rogen just posted that it was ten years ago or yeah, fifteen man. years ago. There you go. It, it's it, it, it's years. nuts. We're going on, I think, eight. Years, yeah. Okay. So years? not fifteen then. Was there a um one um I don't know scene or or a moment that was particularly like just like the most fun? I'm always curious like throughout the whole movie because the whole thing seems like it was a blast. But like was there one scene you did or like like those big party scenes? Are those fun or is it because you're around so many people or in between takes? Do you try to like chum it up with people or are you just like? Well, the party scene and this is a, a sidestep. I'll, I'll answer the question on, on okay. Uh, <clears throat> The most fun moment, well, not I don't even know if it was the most fun moment, but just a moment that pops in my head we were talking about earlier, yeah. was the fight scene, because I don't know if you noticed, but one time she popped me. Uh, she, dude, I fucking remember that, okay, dude. Okay, good. She popped me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's a fun thing, but it was yeah. like, oh! Oh, yeah. And I think that's where the, the, the reaction- The take that, they use. The take that they <laughs> dude, use. Was well, like, it's authentic. You know? <laughs> that's you so know. crazy. Yeah, that, I do remember that. The, uh, the other fun scenes, of course, with Heath. On the grassy field, you know, working with him uh, and and having that, you know, yeah, encap- or encapsulated or encapsulated, yeah, um, both words. There's a different word. No, for both that, words. Though. They mean the same thing. Uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a better word, and it's not coming to me. Uh, I should eat some gummy bears. Yeah, <laughs> not those. Uh, no, not those ones. <laughs> yeah, no. it's real, real, yeah. real weird conversation. Yeah. Then, Only right? eat the head. Just yeah. the head. Yeah. Nothing okay. else. I got it. And then the second part of your question, or the second, um, what the heck were we talking? Was about um, uh, oh, just like the in a big party scene. Like, do you try to mix it up with um... the party scenes? The party scenes were fun. It was they're very complicated, though. Remember, there's 
things happening, people kissing over here. So yeah. yeah. It, and, you know, it's kind of that awkward thing where they play the beat behind and you're supposed to. Yep. Then there's no sound, but you're kind of moving. Right. That's a little secret, little little secret yeah. trade secret. There's no music when people are dancing yeah. in the scene. So ever. if they look like they're dancing horribly, there's a reason for yeah, that. It's almost like Jurassic Park. Chris Pratt has to pretend he's running alongside a velociraptor. You're jamming out to Puff Diddy. Uh, and guess what? That's Puff not Diddy? <laughs> what did I just say? You said Puff Diddy. Yeah. That's co- that, that's combining the two names. No, that's P Diddy's brother who never made it. Oh, yeah. okay. Puff but Diddy. he did put okay. out an album. Oh, okay. No, you no, you caught me. Deep cuts. Puff Diddy. Jesus Christ. Did I just? You did say that, dude. I think I'm ready, dude. Get me a family van and some penny loafers. I'm ready to be a dad. Hey, we, Puff can, ta- Diddy. we, can, we can talk about that too. Yeah. You know what? Though sometimes I create artists in my head, and I'm like, you know what? Puff Diddy should have been the guy. <laughs> P. Diddy. Nobody can relate to that. Puff Diddy. Puff Diddy. It's all about it. Um, diddy dum, diddy dum. How, how was, uh, did you, could you tell acting with Heath? Were you just like, oh yeah, there's a, like, you know, superstar in the making? I think with Heath, it was always being around something special. He just had that aura, if you will. Yeah. And that, that wisdom of sort. I mean, he was, we were the same age, but you could you could turn to me like well you know what should i do about this or it was a very deep kind of a connection with him and i think you know certainly for his close friends we all yeah. felt that way um as far as the scenes were concerned it just felt it felt good it felt easy it felt like you were just working with a pro and it never crossed my mind that uh you know or any expectation of where we were all yeah on the up you know what i mean yeah. we were all kind of yeah in time you, you you realized how talented he was what's the process like that for people that are at that your similar age and and similar like um, i mean you had you know more experience but like are you guys do you try to like how many times do you run a scene or does when yeah, you we, guys... we would do that the nights before okay, in the cool. hotel rooms and that was kind of a thing yeah it's like, hey let's go run lines tonight so we all took that part of it you know seriously yeah so yeah because a, a lot of your first movies you want to be professional yeah. and everybody we we enjoyed you know being professionals and showing up and yeah. kind of holding ourselves to that standard so everybody there was no slacks on the job yeah and, and i had dealt with some things like that before there's definitely people along the way actors that just didn't well let's did. jam you well, up they have a... let's talk about your stints on full house step by step boy meets world sabrina the teenage witch party of five seventh you owned tgif <laughs> tgif was my shit <laughs> they should they should have changed it to tgi uh ak a- thank god a- it's a- andrew a- keegan a- dude that's yeah I that's crazy a, i had a you know i had a nice a nice way a nice run on a few shows uh, mm-hmm. along the way obviously seventh heaven was the one that was the longest yeah um, wilson west you said you were watching episodes <laughs> yeah. last night late late last night is there any uh, we don't need to talk uh, about like I mean, how late it was or that's how not early even it was because or? you were coming on the show that's just that's his thing oh okay so it's my go-to show yeah but you were telling me when we were walking up that he does it all it's like a thing it's like yeah, a all, the thing, all the time yeah all the time yeah. jesus <laughs> man <laughs> you know it's all good i'm gonna go not for jessica beale you know what don't make me end this podcast early and put on puff diddy because we, we should just jam out to Puff Diddy, change the words, and have a go at it. I mean, um, yeah, so all those shows, great, great experiences, bouncing mm-hmm. around, getting to do And you really, I mean, uh, this is difficult for me to say this, but uh, my sister had uh, many posters of you on her wall. Uh, this, is, this conversation is making her extremely jealous. I've already talked to her about it. She hates my guts now. Anyway. Where, where is she? Uh, she is uh, at work right now. She uh, She's an accountant. So, And I'm talking to her childhood crush. So, yeah. What's her name? Her name is Katie. Hi, Katie. Can we call her? Let's, I'll, yeah, let's yeah, try. Get on the let's, phone. Let's, okay. let's, let's, let's break up that, like, her day. Yeah. Katie's day is, is accounting. It's numbers. I'm yeah. sure she'd yeah. really appreciate 
a little moment, a little break. Yeah, dude. So I'm sure. I, I will try. She almost never answers the phone, but we will we will give it a damn well, shot. See, let's yeah, see. I should say this, uh, just to attest to how... Married with kids, back off. Hey, dude, <laughs> for, for how dope of a dude you are, I mean, look, we had one conversation uh, before we set this up, and you made a video for my sister's birthday. Oh, dude, that's right. Game changer, dude. That's right. If, yeah, if anybody needs any more proof that you're a great dude, that was a big time move, man. Thank Come you. On, Katie, answer your damn phone. <laughs> I mean, she's gonna be so upset if she doesn't pick up. Be like, you know, <laughs> well, you're gonna leave a message. If we're gonna, we're gonna leave a message. Yeah. Okay. Can you text her and then say like, "Yo, pick up." I can, but she's like, I she guess it would be cool. Up. At the tone, please record All right, here we go. Message. Yeah, he should hold it. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, Katie. This is Andrew Keegan. I'm here doing the About Last Night podcast, and I heard that. Uh, we were supposed to. We were supposed to talk today. You were supposed to be here, so I'm a, I'm a little confused that you're not here, and and as mostly the reason that I came, not for these two ding dongs. But in any case, uh, give me a call back. I'll I'll, I'll text you the number. Yeah. Hope you hope you have a great day. Oh my God! All right. Yes, dude. Left her a message. I mean, I'm the greatest brother ever, or the worst, depending no, on your point of view. The greatest, dude. That's amazing. But like, you had to have so like because you were one of those like. Joey Lawrence, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, like you probably had some crazy stories. It was uh, it was an interesting time. I mean, certainly malls and airports were not uh, something that uh, yeah. were uh, an enjoyable experience. Explain, crazy experience. Explain the mall chaos to me because I've only seen videos or been to a couple malls myself as a kid and seen that hysteria. And it seems like... Well, the one that topped it off, speaking of Joey Lawrence, was actually doing a mall appearance. So at that time, they would pay you. I yeah. think it was like $15,000 to fly you across. I mean, this particular one. And, uh, and I think the year before, uh, Joey Lawrence was there. And uh, it was Roanoke, Virginia. And it was like a bajillion. Just, I, I literally looked like they were hanging off the edges of this you know, open air mall. Yeah. And so walking in there was just like a cacophony of screaming that you I don't know what that pitch is but it's wow. it's quite frightening cuz it's just like unadulterated hysteria at that point and so I sat there and did you know a hours of hours of signatures Dope. and and what was funny about that though is that there was a, a group of guys that opened up uh the the event uh they 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 were a, musical a, a boy band oh a yes. boy band. yeah you may have heard of them backstreet boys Oh those, oh, those idiots. So, yeah. So the funny thing is, that at that I thought you time, were going to say Evan and Jaren. <laughs> Remember them? Even, yeah. Well, this yeah, was yeah, even yeah. Before. This before. Is what, yeah, okay. They were still that's right, that's right. And the thing was that nobody no. knew who they were. They were like, hurry time. up. We don't care. Bring oh, on the no, keys. That's the, that was yeah. the thing. They were playing when I came out, and that hysteria happened. It was just oh before their time. Of course, later on, that was that was exactly what they were Isn't doing. Isn't that crazy? I met them in the back, and the, the whole bus, and it was like one of those moments where you know it was like the we're you know meeting you and of course years later you know i can't even get a ticket to it. oh no oh no <laughs> come on me. brian oh, luttrell lead on. singer what, Nick, why, I mean, why guys, do i know that come on yeah why can't i get aj what's going on man just let me in <laughs> in the band I dude be that's the band. a great documentary you tr you going around the country getting denied trying to get into a concert and then like <laughs> finally at the end they let you in and bring you on stage like that's, that's, that could be a great mockumentary that. I would that. dude, that's a great mockumentary I want to see that happen and what what, uh, what do they give you I mean do you go with a, a, a obviously a publicist right and a crew or or is it 
I they just kind of like, yo, man, good luck. Sign those yeah. titties and then get out yeah, alive exactly. if you can. <laughs> if, if you can make it. Yeah. No, it was uh, four, getting in and out was four security guards. And I remember like going through the crowd and like, you know, girls like doing the whole reaching. Trying to grab, grab hair and stuff. Yeah, it was like, it was, it was, and I don't think it happens like that as much. Maybe Justin Bieber, obviously. Maybe, yeah. Is. And I don't know if it is that way anymore with social media the way that it is. No. Because everybody kind of knows everybody. And I don't think there's, I mean. And you can. Also, they didn't have. Yeah, you could reach out and like. Yeah. Uh, tweet them. Yeah. And then they. they may respond or favorite yeah, tweet, or tweet yeah, or yeah and i'm getting old tweet at puff diddy I was, like, tweet it. I was like i don't do that and i, I think I you don't do it. any social media i do social media yeah. uh, mm-hmm. facebook yeah, and, yeah. And, and and i have and i have the twitter account I, I just something and i was thinking about this the other day you're going through venice and you see people you know holding up their selfies and everything and it's just the weirdest thing and i don't yeah. want to be and i get it it's great to look at yourself, you know, but I come up <laughs> and, and send it to all your friends, but it still just doesn't settle with me. And it kind of puts me a little off. Like I get it, but it's, we were talking, joking earlier about the sort of narcissism of, but our culture is in, in this next generations. And we're just, we're in a weird between, like we get it, but we're already becoming a little, you know, uh, too old for it. Like, yeah, it's, right. it's an odd thing. Like, let me send my friends and I'm sitting at a cafe. It's like, yeah, uh, cares, but okay. Dude, you know? there's a, uh, a good girlfriend from uh, college who posts these things. Like, I almost follow her stories to, it's almost like a, a guilty love, pleasure, hate. a yeah. love hate, where like, I get I so angry you. where <laughs> it's like, she'll literally do videos like, um, she'll be like lying in bed and she'll be like, do a boomerang of like a face of like, some like yeah, weird yeah. goofy face and then it'll be like looking up classes like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the tagline and I literally go see it and I'm like uh, no you're not looking up classes like anything you're boomeranging your face and it's annoying well the, and the, the, the thing is the trends now the, the musically and all of this is, is they're uh, doing these other social media yeah. things that I don't even totally I don't understand sure. but they're lip syncing and they're just they're getting millions of hits and people yeah. are like oh their cities that. will go to and do a, a weekend of shows and literally like the weekend before they'll be like yeah fucking you know Puff Diddy's you know younger son <laughs> you know Diddy Puff was here doing a doing a whole weekend where he just like would lip sync songs and do a Q&A for a half hour yes. and get paid way more and, and get, sell it out way more than us <laughs> they're doing lip syncing concerts like what is that I know dude what is that know. and like I guess it is we are in this day and age of like there's so much content to be is the weird Russian guy swimming in the pool? Yeah, no, there's pool people out <laughs> yeah, there. There's pool, yeah, there's pool. I saw, I saw the pool people. Yeah, <laughs> dude, pool people here. I do have pool people, and <laughs> there is a more famously. That's why there's like a 90 year old Russian man. That before I had a parking spot, I would have to go out and move my car every morning. I would see him out there, and I was just like, dude, like we get it, man. You're killing the game. You know what I'm saying? But like, you're making us all feel bad by doing laps at 6 a.m. But like, my kitchen window looks right out of the pool. So I remember the first time. I like was in there like washing dishes and I look out the window and I just like felt like that like that scene in any sort of creepy movie where you're just like looking out the window at the pool and I was like watching the people swim and have a good yeah. time but then I was like if they looked up and just saw me like washing a Scrubbing dish a like dish and staring also at like the dishes my hand was definitely like lower like oh. it wasn't in window mm-hmm. view so it's oh, like that's you know not good. yeah mm. like washing a uh, spatula or you know fill in the blank you know <laughs> for playing Mad Libs you know so anyway uh, do you love uh, Venice or do you when you come to this side of town are you like oh man i miss 
Mr. Hollywood Life. It's, it's interesting because it, it, it's rare. I'll be honest with you. So I'm kind of mm. doing the rounds through the neighborhood, kind of remembering, like, oh, this is where I uh, used to, where I crashed the Ferrari, or <laughs> oh shit, this is where you know. So I, I had some interesting times in in, in this neighborhood. I just yeah. want to be able to say that sentence one day. Oh, that's I want to be able to say like, I crashed. When did you have a Ferrari? That was name drop. Like exactly, I was just dropping that. When did you have a Ferrari? Of course, you got to ask me that question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that works. So, yeah, is that, camp, is that camp Nowhere money? What got you a Ferrari? <laughs> no, no, this was. Uh, uh, Nine to two thousand, but I was so I was dating. Um, I don't know this little other trivia. Yeah, for a few mm-hmm. years was dating a, a country singer. Ooh, and so she had money. Yeah, so she got a Ferrari that I got to drive. It was great. Oh my god, it was a great time until I crashed it, and I realized I probably, <laughs> I probably should uh, should put that car in the. What garage. is that feeling like crashing a Ferrari? Is like it probably just... crashing anything. It's <laughs> yeah. frightening. Yeah, but when you realize that the the, the bill to fix it's like thirty grand, then you're like, oh Whoa. yeah, that's and then it's not even yours. But yeah, that that was a. a an embarrassing moment what a cool least. car to drive though man that's great like car i yeah, mean great car yeah um but too too much for mo- you know <laughs> yeah obviously well yeah that that and I, I always laugh at the people that own like lamborghinis out here because it's it's <laughs> la and those things are meant to be like open road and then they're like they're just sitting in traffic yeah, with it's that kind on. of embarrassing to be honest with you like i'm <laughs> yeah. glad i got that out of my way at yeah, 20 yeah. you know what i mean and now well, and that's I, when you're supposed to do it i i i feel when you're the 38 year old 42 year old uh, or or like it's either early 20s or 60 and above that's when you should have a ferrari well now i associate it being in venice with with the the tech you know industry so right. yeah, you got these you know 20 something 30 something because in venice it just doesn't fit it's like venice you know what yeah, i mean it, it, <laughs> there's it's like venice you know there's Get on like your bike a, man no that is exactly people are on bikes and people are uh, you know this is crazy yeah dude you, uh, you you mentioned to me earlier too about the um eclipse is that uh, something you're genuinely pumped on so that's something that's interesting that, you know, in that um, the last three years I've been very involved in developing and being the founder of Full Circle. Yeah, yeah. A, you started, is it a church? Is it a religion? Is it a lifestyle? So by definition, you know, it's defined as a church, but mm-hmm. a lot of that is to do with, and, and, and genuinely, we have organized in that way to to be in that space. But that space that we were in, the temple was a church. And so, mm-hmm. and also, you know, over the years being in Venice, there's such a spiritual, um, or it is a spiritual kind of epicenter. And you, and, uh, you, and you just get that vibe walking around Venice. Yeah, and so you really to, do. to be the home, you know, in this temple, that was the design of it. And, and it was, um, in a lot of ways, I consider it a spiritual startup. We were a special event space for people that were doing meditation, sound healings, yoga, different kinds of workshops, music events, and it was all curated. All the stereotypes that people assume with Los Angeles. Yeah, but to be <laughs> to be in that particular, you know, the heart of Venice. We were across yeah. the street from Google. Wow. We were, you were right you by know, Gold's Gym too, by right? Gold's Gym. Yeah. I mean, just an epic location. And so it was an amazing three years. We did almost a thousand events. Holy and shit. Within those events, as I was driving over, of course, today, the significance, uh, sure. a lot of the team and a lot of the community, you know, involved in meditations and different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, philosophies around, you know, the astrology of what's going on today and, and the significance of it. And not that I can recite a lot of it, but it's important moment to reflect and there's significance in everything. And, you know, often we default to the entertainment industry and stories, but really life is one grand experience. And the universe is, it's, it's almost the greatest, um, you know, uh, theme of life is looking to the stars and seeing, you know, the, all, a lot of stories were created from, from astrology. So, but it's, on a personal level, just like I was saying, a time to reflect and really, a lot going on in the world and it's really important yeah. stuff that's happening and, and, and you know everybody's talking about racism and all these different you know 
issues that are going on, but it's, it's so important that we <clears throat> take the time to be loving people. And some people slough it off like, yeah, but it is important. It is yep, important yeah. that we reflect on how are we being in the world. And, and if you really take that initiative to take care of oneself, self-love and, you know, moments like this to reflect, we all need to be better humans. That's really what's going to change yeah. the world. And I'll say this is that uh, is the the things that you I watched a couple of uh, uh, news reports on, uh, on your church. And yeah, they did a yeah. really great piece on um, ABC News. Nightline. Yeah. Nightline. Yeah. yeah. Nightline. That was incredible. And. Uh, from the out from the outside view, yeah, it may seem a little hippy dippy and a little crazy like that. Which, by the way, you have a good sense of humor about because you sort of parodied yourself <laughs> on the TV show uh, Hollywood Darlings, yeah, where you essentially played yourself at at the Hyped church, up. yeah, Hyped yeah. <laughs> and so, but I want to stress that these are people that just uh, preach love and peace and acceptance. So it's like I don't care how you get that message. As long as you get that message, it's fine. Whether you get it through Buddhism or YouTube stars or going or going to your church, uh, uh, whatever it takes to get people to be like, oh, I should just be kind to other people and sort of follow the golden rule. Uh, that's fine by me. Yeah, just get that message. It's cool. I was actually driving over and had an interesting, you know, train of thinking and thoughts about how much flack we did get. I mean, mm -hmm. it came out in an advice article, and they really ran with... Well, because they the ran with the cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I read and you that. get it. But at the time, you know, you're doing something, and it's a really hard work, and you're, you're authentically doing it. You feel yeah. driven to do it, passion to do it. And there's this joke, you know, uh, way that they sort of told the story, which, again, that's what publications do. And then, you know, you see the, all of the incredibly vitriol types of comments, and you know, now years later, you know, you kind of look back and you think, how did we end up in this this overall situation in the in, in the people that are living with that kind of angst and fear yeah. and anger? It's it's and now we're seeing it really come out. And I think full circle in this experience is really an expression of what is possible. We created a lot of amazing experiences. I get messages every day from people just, you know, on a, a different you know, life trajectory based on one of the experiences no that, they, that they've had. Oh yeah. I mean, people have created life paths and, and are doing what they're passionate about doing because of some, one of the experiences that we've had there or one relationship with somebody that connected there. I mean, I'm seeing that often now in after three years of doing it. So that just tickles me. It's just like a really sweet feeling to know that people are happier, more loving and doing better yeah. things in the world. Well, life, it, life can get so like fast paced and like now, like there are just so many distractions and I feel like it, it's easier said than done to like step back and go out of your way to put yourself in a position to like get a second set of eyes and ears on like your own life and like being, I don't know what, I mean, maybe you can break down what some of these events are like that, that, um, uh, help people change their direction. The first one that pops into mind is, uh, Mark Shapiro's, um, um, authenticity workshop so he started, and I think he did three or four of them, and it was a, a really, he, he put a lot of time into it, and I think he worked at one of the cable networks, uh, I think HBO at one point, and transitioned from a corporate job, and yeah. said this is, and he does a podcast, and I did his podcast, oh, dope. Uh, the only um, only one, one, the one and only podcast, nice. Mark mm -hmm. Shapiro, and nice. I was on that one, uh, so if you want to listen to another podcast, because yeah. this yeah. isn't enough, yeah. and you can right. listen to that one, and I talk a lot For about- For more Keegan content. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me list off all the podcasts. Yeah, 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 good. Exactly. No, we love Go that. For it. It's fine. And uh, another person that'll actually blow your mind, which will bring this full circle story yeah. to you is mm -hmm. Kyle Cease. Yeah, Kyle Fuck. Cease. Yes. Kyle Seattle comedian. Comedian. Seattle comedian. Also 10, 10 things. things I hate about dude, you. By the way, oh, rode that right. credit to the, like, dude, that, yes. this is another, like, 
I mean, how <clears throat> iconic that movie is. Like, mm. you know, like as like when you're first starting out, like we grab a hold of any little like man. I guess starting according to Jim once. I wrote that credit for like fucking five years <laughs> when I would come up to stage. I was like, from according to Jim, everyone's like, dude, that's not even on the air anymore. I was like, but I was on it. <laughs> so it's like cease, like, but that was such a like big moment in that movie, right? Or at least like Bogey Lowenstein. Yes, mm-hmm. dude. And so he came through the temple as well. Wow. And he was doing his retreats one to, or two, two, three days. Yep. And he was a hundred, he filled it up 175 people, but now he's doing 1400 people. He wrote a book. He just had a baby. Yeah. He's very, into, he's very into motivational speaking. Basically, like he's like comedy to motivational speaker. And now kind of how a, similar is sort it? Of hybrid of both of them. Exactly. He takes comedy and helps people crack open what their real passions are. He's kind of a Tony Robbins, if you will, with a comedic and, and, and entertainment background. That's so awesome. That's another incredible story where he came and did at least two or three or oh, maybe did. four events at full circle. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was in that, you know, beginning phase and he's blown up. I so mean, how does that make up. you feel to like know that you got, I mean, I just, you know, you again, were part of something that helps somebody lead to something else we did uh and this was something we could probably look up to we did a a 10 things uh sort of spoof video at one point before he was doing (laughs) what he's doing with uh, the book and the the speaking and um so i was always i loved kyle he was always just such a awesome good energy yeah and it's um you know and again we were just in a supportive you know housing and curating position i mean he's doing his thing and we were you know the special event space that he was doing it at but uh, but he also did uh, another event with us for Ultimed, which I was a spokesperson for. It's a healthcare provider here in LA. And so he came and did, we did a retreat, set up a retreat for them. So, you know, we had a really interesting time doing such a dynamic, you know, um, you know, uh, co-creative is really the, the basis of all that we, we do there. And yeah. The co-creative model and the co-creative handbook is written by a couple dear friends, our elders, Papa Makash and Mama Cat in Hummingbird, New Mexico. What did you call me? What? Yeah. Exactly. Papa. Papa, Papa Makasha. Wow. Okay. Really cool. So, sounds like a very good Jewish dish. Oh, come over. Mom's going to make some Papa Makasha. Might be an Indian dish. Might be an Indian dish. Whatever. But anyway, so, you know, it's been a really deep dive into so many things for three years, not only for myself, <coughs> everybody on the team. Brad and I want to uh, uh, come sometime. Yeah. Is that like, is it, what's, is there like an open door policy? Do we have to sign up? Or? So let's at the moment we're on hiatus okay, we, cool. mm-hmm. we, our property was uh, put up for sale and it was a part of the experience sure. throughout it was very difficult to yeah. get the doors open so we just got to a point where well sure it's right in the heart of Venice like uh, you said that's not goodness. cheap and uh, so hopefully we were we're actually speaking of uh, everything that we've been talking about yeah there's a, a local temple uh, Mishkan and so we've been talking to them about doing some programming at that temple awesome so working with Rabbi Gabriel there over there to try to get I have a yeah, home, a home base to, yeah exactly to, yeah. now exactly. Do you, did you find mm-hmm. that some people would show up because they heard that you were involved with it and they just either wanted to meet you or whatever and then they sit down they 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 experience a service and they go oh this is actually kind of cool you know, I think at the beginning there was a very um, unknown, curious, and there's a few kinds of those experiences, but mostly people didn't even know. That was actually mm. what blew my mind. People just didn't know at all, like what I did. They just, I mean, other than coming, they'd heard about it, word of mouth. So it wasn't really based off of that, although, Got it. you know, I do know plenty of stories where people sort of like what the hell is this let me go check it out and then they yeah, leave yeah. Like, that was amazing and they're meeting people Wilson's and, doing a drum circle exactly. you're like dude if that's what you need to think to yeah. get into the building for yeah. sure yeah. yeah I mean that was a blessing and a curse both you know you saw the article you know that uh, sure. Rice did and other kinds of articles and perspectives on it we, we changed the narrative on that but it was also what got people's attention so you kind of have sure. to take it well anytime you that, hear like yeah 
celebrity and new religion, like you, there's certain things that pop up into your head, whether it be like Scientology or, or other things. The Source. Have you ever seen the documentary The Source? I mean, I get it. I saw. Yeah. Actually, I I really enjoy those documentaries because yeah. you just realize exactly what people were thinking. Like, oh no, this is really gonna this is gonna be crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you yeah. Are you a big documentary guy? I love documentaries yeah, more yeah. than you know more than I think even. Oh well, yeah, because you. Me too, man. You, you really yeah. learn something from them. What um, have you? Uh, what what have lately? You, yeah. The well, of course, and also like your top. I want to know like just you know. Making of the murderer was a good one. Oh um, yeah. What was the other one that they just the, not the faith? It was about the uh, Boston um, clergy. It was the crazy story. Oh, was that yeah the uh, the, 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 the faith or something? The, the keepers. That was a, yeah. That was a good one. Um, have you seen King of Kong? No. Oh no, I know about that one. I've never seen that. Dude, put it in your queue. Really? All right. It's the story of Puff Diddy. No. It's uh it's basically about the guy who, you know, has the Donkey Kong record. And it it opens up by by highlighting and profiling like the whole arcade game underworld and like the culture of it and where it started in I think somewhere a small town in Ohio. So it gives you all that and get and then it just takes you to present day where it's like this guy named Billy Mitchell who seems like a fucking character. Like goatee, long black hair almost like the villain of the story and then this guy in Redmond, Washington uh, father of two challenges his record and that's all I'll say but dude it's one of the most it's heartbreaking it's hilarious it's, it's like and it's so strange because when you think about that topic what you just described you're like what, what, would I watch a movie about that? But documentaries just have this way of making you care about things. It's like, yeah, fuck, shut down SeaWorld. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know about crazy. this like a month ago, but I'm all about yeah. it now. Well, there, and this is what's wonderful about what you guys are doing even here today is you're opening up and creating a space for people to have a conversation and you know tell stories and and, yep. and help you know help move agendas mm -hmm. along. But I do you know want to also acknowledge a lot of the. You know the nonprofit work that we did with the space. One of the yeah. highlights was the Sea Shepherd, um, Sea Shepherd Foundation, and uh, was another. That was another wild story. The night that we got, uh, um, uh, what was it? The the kombucha raid. Yeah. So that was yeah. On, the that F was on a Sea Shepherd the Foundation. The FBI wow. raided you. The ABC. The ABC raided you. The network. Uh, no, <laughs> alcohol beverage. Get back oh, on step by step. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's uh, interestingly enough something I, I I can't talk too much about. Okay, yeah, there, sure, there, sure. there is there is two open open litigations based on on that. Got it. So, All right. No, well, not, we don't want to get in trouble. Not, no, not bad. Just yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I can say though is that the media in that situation took and ran with the headline, which which one. Andrew Keegan arrested for selling illegal substance. Oh, and, God. You know, geez, that's so, like, that could be anything. Dude, that sounds really... That could be underage porn. Terrible. That could be, like, yeah. It's, so they ran with a couple a couple different uh, publications, and, and it was yeah. a fact pattern that was just so egregious that we decided to stand for ourselves, which, again, I think is a big part of what has and had been happening at Full Circle. I mean, we were very involved in Standing Rock, for example, did mm -hmm. a lot of different events, and a lot of people were going back and forth. And so, you know, that's what the times we're in now. People have to stand up for what they believe in. They have to stand up for something, you know? Yeah. That's what we're being called to do. And it's incredible, actually, now to be hearing <clears throat> it so much uh, since the Charleston thing. Uh, oh, yeah. All the pundits talking about it. I'm like, wow, this is what we've been doing for three, four years, yeah, five dude. years. <laughs> and I was on the streets during Occupy. I mean, we were out no there. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of bugged me out. Like, we were out there... Uh, peacefully st standing up for what we believed in during the Occupy movement and they came out with batons and everything 
you you're a white guy in Charleston with bats yeah. and shields and helmets, and they're just like, yeah, I think Do it's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. Just, we're going to stand down right now. There's something about that that's fishy. Some guy waving know, a dude. Nazi flag and an yeah. AR-15, you're yeah. like, well, he's going to be okay. He, he should be fine. He can take care of himself. Yeah. Why do we need to get involved? And then, and then you have like drum circles and guitar things and hacky set going on with and some of the Occupy with movements. rubber bullets. No, yeah. no, not even Occupy. Think about Standing Rock. They, they yeah. sick dogs on them. I mean, so there's a lot of things that, and again, we're going back to this eclipse, the, 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 the sort of shadow of our culture and, and the light is being put on it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we need to cleanse these things. But it's, again, so important for us to recognize that within ourselves. Yeah. Have you always had this just like warm and generous and, and giving back and, and, and helping people like mentality and, and, and was, or like what, what was going on in your life that, that um, created you wanting to have this, um, I don't know, extra purpose and, and, and create full circle? There was a couple things, and again, you know, everybody in their 20s and 30s at times feels a little like, am I doing what I should be doing with oh, my life? Oh, it's the decade of uncertainty, man. You know, yeah. so I went through that, and I worked, uh, and I went to auditions, and I didn't work, and I didn't work, and I didn't work. And it was like, ah, oh, man, and, and there was things that I didn't want to do. And so you kind of end up in this world of like, what, what am I doing with my life? Um, I had a couple different, you know frustrating experiences and and altercations and ended up in like very uh, the right word is fights fights fights. I ended up in fights and um, not always that you know I can look back I could have done things differently and avoided it so those experiences one actually believe it or not was with the police when I got um, uh, we we did an event down in down in uh, uh, down in Venice and it was you know longer story but we had hired off-duty sheriffs and LAPD and they didn't get along and anyway I ended up in handcuffs in this shit crazy another crazy one of my life experiences and I'm thinking to myself between that and another altercation I had on the street I was like what's going on in this community I'm like what what that kind of that fired me up and that's when I read the co-creators handbook which is the book I was mentioning earlier one of my dear friends sat me down and said, Andrew, you have a knack because I was at the time I was bringing people together doing music events. Yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. you, you can build community. You can bring people together. And so I took the book, read the book and was like, all right, well, now I need a place. The place became available and it, all the things lined up. I mean, we use the word synchronicity, but sometimes you just kind of take one step to the next step and you don't even know where you're going and, and, and it's, it's laying itself out. And that's in, in a way what transpired. And I, you know, I'm just like anybody I care about the world and I want things to be better and I don't you know but I'm also needing to grow as a, uh, for myself yeah you know, I talk about self-love I need to have this is the experience that is calling me and so that's sort of a very uh, overview of all that was uh, going on in my life and you know once I got into full circle oh my goodness it was and is one of the most incredibly difficult things I've ever done I mean to deal really? with so many people to deal with building a business from scratch I mean it was yeah Wild. I mean, I, one day I'll tell you about the guy who came in, took his clothes off. Another guy came in with a knife. I mean, Jesus. some wild things. <laughs> People happened. just trying to get in the way that weren't. No, 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 no. These are just, you're in, in the middle of Venice and like yeah. crazy yeah. experiences yeah. happen when you just have an open door, you know? Yeah. But so many of the beautiful things way overrode those. Oh, good. And it was a, and those things happened in a, in a beautiful way too. You just had to find the peace within yourself to take care of. I mean, I was taking care of so much and that's what I feel like was the, the, the true value of that experience really growing, knowing you can do anything. It's a great metaphor for life, quite honestly. Like having that open door policy, like not only just for a business, but for yourself. It's like you invite people in that might like, 
you know, get a little drunk and like, you know, jerk off in your kitchen. And then like, you know, you get Mike somebody that's like, dude, thank you for the party. Like Wait I met by the love of my life. Second, I knew I recognized that. <laughs> you know what, dude? I had a that, beard. No, oh, you, that was you not can, me. You can admit it now. Yeah. Now, All right, now look, we know who it was. Oh, it's look, such a mystery. And I sold that towel on eBay. Uh, no. um, I do want to ask you because, I mean, like you, 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 you hear, you hear so many stories and uh, so many sort of uh, when, when people get too famous too young, they 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 kind of have this certain prep. Uh, they go through certain struggles, and mm-hmm. uh, you seem to have avoided those. It, it, how how did you avoid those kinds of things? I mean, I think that each person. What I think fame does is it can accelerate that, but I mm-hmm. do think that people either have a good, you know, sort of core uh, or stability in life. Or not, so it may just be a way that things come up earlier. Look, I can't speak to anybody else's experience. I've obviously yeah. seen some things along the way. Sure, um, I think of a, you know, a, a dear friend who is an amazing, amazing, super talented actor, Brad Renfro, and mm, meeting yeah. him at seventeen or eight. Actually, he was younger. He was like fourteen, and you know, immediately like this youngster has been through a lot in his life, and. Uh, he was introduced to the industry and but you could tell he just had pushing himself uh, you know in an unhealthy direction yeah and there was just nothing you could do and and truthfully he he put together a, a beautiful body of work and he did you know but there was a point and i think he passed actually the same year as he passed um yeah. not too long after because it kind of threw me off actually yeah. right before so i remember getting the call about heath and i was like no no, no they must be talking about Brad, Brad it still, just happened. Yeah. I was like, in any case, you know, so I, I don't know that fame directly can or does or have that much of an effect. Like I said, I mm-hmm. think for some people it, it can open some doors to just and, and, and like within, access to dark, things. Yeah, dark, yeah. dark sides. But <laughs> truthfully, who knows to say that they wouldn't be on a, on a crash course with, with this sort of life experiences. So what, what do you think it is about the business that just kind of gets people like, I mean, I, I don't know if you can speak to, to Brad and Heath specifically, but like it's you, you know, on paper you look, or even just from the outside, I'm sure and a lot of people did that were so shocked by it. You're just like, Oh, you kind of got, got, got the world by the balls and you're like, you're killing it. And like everyone loves being around you. And then like these other things that are going on, it seems like a lot of the times people don't know that. Look, I think a part of it is also just destiny. Yeah. That we're here. And from a, you know, to try to analyze or philosophize, I can make up words too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what you know, what it, I think uh, it's it goes back to just people being and growing and evolving as as best as they can. And I think you know, one thing that fame can do is it kind of prevents people from having access to the full life experience. Because yeah. if you're famous, you're 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 not, at that point, you're kind of you got your handlers, your agents, it's all about getting the next job. You may not be living life to the fullest. And I think that's one thing that I greatly value in my evolution is moving to Venice, opening up the space and just being mm-hmm. open to everybody and anybody. There is no, there's no possibility for, you know, uh, uh, I'm better than anyone else in this kind of experience. And so that has really given me a full experience that I'm so appreciative for. And uh, like I said, you know, I don't think it's necessarily selfish to say that it's important to take care of yourself and to create the best human, you know, dynamic or experience you can. I think that's really 
goes to everything else we've talked about standing yeah. up for things believing in things living life passionately doing things that scare you and 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 not stupid things but things that are meaningful and help other people at the end of the day do you feel like everything you've done up until this point like before full circle kind of like <clears throat> you know everything kind of happens for a reason type thing where it's like it all kind of led you to that i mean it's like yeah it was very you could direct. almost break it down like had you not done uh, seventh heaven you wouldn't have <laughs> de- right i mean like yeah, things but kinda, that's that's the whole point right yeah we can't necessarily look back and say oh well if i would have done american pie then maybe right. maybe i who knows? You could have, dude. You could have been mean, loaded and been Ferrari. You could have driven a Ferrari to the house <laughs> that I jerked off on, and I wouldn't have sold that towel, and I wouldn't have these po- podcast mics. Yeah. <laughs> the towel bought the mics. That's yeah. good mm, to know. Dude, yeah. yep. I don't know if I want to talk. Don't about touch them. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's some lice all over in the corner. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. Use that if you want. But you're right. It's yeah. like you don't know where that could have yeah, led, right? But, like, uh, so we, so uh, so that's why it's so important to be present in the moment, and that's where I think meditation and and, and sound healing and all these things kind of attune people to recognizing the, the moment and, yeah. and that's all mm-hmm. we that's all we really have if we're, if we're worrying about the future or every moment has its own levels of dynamicness and yeah. you need to be able to you know traverse through life and I'm just like you know, anybody else like I have my own fears or, or thoughts about things but I am genuinely happy and I think that's what's important yeah. I try to really I don't practice meditation I'm very curious about it and I like you know Kevin Nealon's a good buddy of ours and he's recently got into it and he's Sklar's like Sklar's too Sklar yeah. Brothers and like a, you know, a handful of comedians are, and, and uh, you know it's stand up and like podcasts I, I, I try to are definitely helping me like just really get more present and try to like step back and not think so ahead but obviously our business is conducive for like just you know I got this and then I'm doing this and like this and like even today we have like a couple more podcasts and it's like but I'm I feel like I've gotten good at at separating everything and being like all right well I'm here right now and then you know I'm not going to think about what's happening next until until it's time to do that and I feel like you can do that right but I don't know if meditation is I think the only way to do that or I think it's about practice and and sometimes I talk about life meditation I mean yeah find a moment meditative moment in, in, in any moment not because again it, it, it defeats the point if you're like I'm going to meditate over here to make sure that I'm good he-. you know it's mm. a process but to have the practice of quieting the mind enough and yourself enough yeah. to just be reflective and that's what again we're talking about the eclipse today there's there's yeah. that quality to taking those moments and creating any practices I mean I've seen so many come through the temple and of course meditation the practice of meditation is really taken uh, taken off in, in recent times because there's such a value to it I mean even scientifically just for you to calm yourself is a healthy um, you know way of, of practicing through life and having a practice through life absolutely do you think like uh um, weed helps that. <laughs> I just heard. I just heard that they're doing uh, infused meditations. Actually, wow. I did hear about that. What? Yeah, because dude, I, guess, I guess it would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I just got my mom. She had terrible arthritis. I just convinced her to start using like it's called Flexol Four Twenty. Mm-hmm. You should sponsor the podcast, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but it, like, she it's like you know like um, a THC yeah. creams. So, I mean, CBD it's, oil. Yeah, so, yeah. We, we we go right from weed talk to uh, you're a dad now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Now, um, if your kid came to you and show business and courage, ooh, that's a great question. I have not put a lot of thought into it, although it's been something that she's adorable. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, and how old is she? Seven, 17 months, almost right. 18 oh, months. Oh, congrats! So, new dad. Oh my gosh, just the most fun. She's got a little sniffle, so we kept her from school today, but. 
I mean, I, she's actually I, shooting a mini weeds commercial. Yeah, so that's actually, yeah. <laughs> she just, she's not sick. I hate to break it to you. She's trying to just didn't want to follow in the dad's yeah, footsteps. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> she's a legacy. Yeah. She's, uh, she's just so entertaining that I can only imagine that she would, would work if, if we were uh, interested in that, you know, I'm not opposed. I haven't really put a lot of thought. She's yeah. 17 months old. Obviously, it's not. Yeah, fucking ease up with the, with the Katie Couric interview, Brad. Jesus. Hey, Is she going to act? She's 17 months, man. <laughs> Does she have a personality? She, she can't say the word Sharpie yet. I don't know if she's, she's going to. You know, when she's old enough yeah. and if it's something that she wants to do, who's to even know what the business is going to be like? In, That's in true. Five totally, years. right? Yeah. She may come to you and be like, hey, I'm just going to make. She's makeup. probably going to be making her own movies. Yeah. At five, and I'm going to the, the premieres. Be like, yeah. yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, makeup tutorials She's on like, YouTube. You know, <laughs> Dad, you can't get in, but the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, come on in. Yeah, come on into my <laughs> to my movie career. Uh, that is, um, I, I mean, I hear from just so many of my buddies like the life changing uh, moment of having a kid. Is it like? Can you attest to that? Is it? You know, what's different? Who's Andrew Keegan now versus seventeen months ago? We talked about meditation a moment ago. You, it is a form of meditation to just be present with her because it's just nonstop. They just want to put the top. I mean, she's put the top on this bottle or taking the trash can. She's just into everything. So, you know, being aware of of how much every moment to her is important and just the love like today she just runs over and just grabs my leg and kisses my leg it's just like oh your heart oh, dude. just melts. yeah because brad does that to me and yeah. it's like doesn't have the same effect but it is like Pretty close it's impressive oh, like, uh, the beard tickles his knee so it always makes him laugh <laughs> no no humping though right? yeah, no 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 well, well i mean that's no. extra you gotta pay for that after a couple of whiskeys <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell you what uh is it is there um uh i mean do, can you see like yourself it like is it like She's she's spunky, yeah, and, and you know there's you can tell that early, right? Oh, she, yeah, oh, personality yeah. starting to form. I mean, she does these little moves, and she hears music, and she'll do a little like crazy dance. That's hilarious. They're they're, they're uh, and you start to see their personalities, and it's 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 interesting how fast they grow to. I mean, just so many things about it that is just it's a, a wonderful experience. It's always it's, awesome, it's always fascinating to, and then when you realize like oh yeah, like things that I'm just becoming used to. They're experiencing that for the very first time. Yeah. I, I remember my nephew, one time he was playing, and then uh, he just got this look on his face like he was terrified, like just utter and complete fear. And we're all kind of looking at him like, oh, my God, wh what's happening? Like, why are you so scared all of a sudden? And then he farted. He farted. Oh, and, I was going to guess that. And he had never, he had never like, really been consciously aware of his, deal. Of, of his fart before. And he did. And then he just started laughing. And it's like, oh, right. You've never really farted before. And, when, and the first time you do that, that's hilarious. Now like, we know why there's so many fart jokes in movies, right? <laughs> yes. Your first big laugh. Yes, absolutely. We all were, and then, and then we were all cracking up, and then he's probably thinking like, wait, so all I got to do is fart and everyone laughs at me? Right. Perfect. And you're like, yes, that's all you have to do, and, and that's I will what laugh you do, every time. That's what you do have to watch, though, because anytime you give them a reaction, <laughs> yeah. you know, she started picking her nose. We're like, oh, no. And then she's like looking at us like, ah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I got it. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, no, don't look at her. Don't look uh, at her. Don't yeah. look at her. <laughs> We don't want to do in that in public. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like that's. Oh, hey, hon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over here. <laughs> divert them. Divert them. That's Look, how. That's how I'll get daddy's attention. Yeah, I'll exactly. pick my nose. Exactly. Yeah. Will you show her? Um. Uh. Will you, I mean, I'm sure she'll just find your work right at some point. Like I don't. I have not even thought that far ahead. Yeah, I, know. I, I mean, are, what when she loves, like, she loves Moana right now, so she's at that oh, level of film. Cool. But uh, yeah. maybe five, six. I mean, when's the right time to show a kid Camp Nowhere? <laughs> Dude, uh, I mean, I don't know. Birth, man. In the you're world. asking yeah. the wrong guy because yeah. I'm like. I'm still watch that high so I mean it's like you're asking, any I mean, age any like, age yeah it's an unbelievable movie 
Um, what what um, we got about five more minutes. Is that great, cool? great, great. What uh, what in your career like was? I don't mean the most like where you just felt like God, this business is awesome. It was just like a full experience from top to bottom. You know what I'm saying? Where where it was fun. You the the, the cast you worked with is great. You maybe got to go to a cool location. Um, the uh, the, got a the great, response. Got a great answer great. for you on that one. Very. It's like well, it's a nine part question. So let me finish. So so then so what was the no? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. We uh, I had auditioned for the filmmakers that made Stargate, and nice. had not gotten the part that I went and auditioned for, but they really loved me. And so they said, we're going to, we're going to write in another, another part. And, um, and they flew me out to way out in the desert. I want to say death, not death Valley. They flew me out. So Utah salt, the salt lakes. What is it? Salt, salt, salt Lake city. Lake Powell. No, 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 no. Monument salt, Valley. The, 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 where all the salt, uh, Salt Lake city. No, salt no, 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 no. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Uh, they flew it, but, but it was a different name of it. But we're the actual salt. Okay. You know, uh, it's in the film that I'm going to tell you in a second. Oh, yeah. Um, so drove, it was all first class, you know, first class flight, driving a caravan of cars, yes. get out there. The best. And I had this line, and you may remember it, this could be the last night on earth. You don't want to die a virgin, do you? Oh, Independence Day. Yes, yes, dude. So I went, I had this line. I didn't have the part that I wanted. I was going to play the brother or something like the boyfriend, mm-hmm. the other boyfriend. So go see the film, you know, months later. And um, that line, that classic line is in there. And that part that I had been up for that I was so bummed about not getting didn't even make the, the cut of the film. And I end up with wow. this amazing line. And of course, Which, went to by the, the way, premiere and yeah. the film and the whole, and like, it's the biggest movie. It's the biggest movie ever. I don't yeah. know if there's a, look, there's been big movies, but right. like that movie to me seemed like, that, I mean, those, that movie kicked off Big Willie Weekend. And <laughs> I think that's all you have to say. It was the first movie we saw something like that happening to like the White House, yeah. like the effects. Yeah. Like, I mean, was, I remember be, I, what was that premiere like? I mean, you know, Will Smith and everybody. I'm just, I'm just, I lied. I didn't go. I was, <laughs> <laughs> you worried about that. I was gonna lie my way through that. I was like, wait a second, I have no memory. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That was. Wait a second, I didn't go. I wasn't, wait, I wasn't even invited. Even doing Fox. that, you weren't even invited. <laughs> no, it's a classic line. Player, you yeah, know, I don't invite day players to <laughs> Will Smith movies. I mean, who am I? It's Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. but dude, we quoted that line, man. Dude, it was a good that, line. That good line. that line has been parodied. <laughs> oh yeah, in so many other films. Yeah, like just a version of that. Like, well, you know, world's gonna end. Like, like that's like now that's sort of like the quintessential. Like the the. the the way in every action movie, at some point, the guy has to look around and say, "We've got company." Like every act, every action movie, that line. Welcome has to, be to Earth. Yeah, come on, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> now, the your line has to be in some sort of apocalyptic film. Yeah. Like that version of that line has to be in there. It was funny. I think I was sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, that's was really, crazy. Really young. And then Lisa Jacobs was the actress who I did at least two other projects with. So it was kind of an interesting uh, to work with her again years later. But I, we did stuff when we were young. Yeah, mm. we did stuff. Where we were. I did a, I did a show for Nickelodeon called Go Atomic on. Tommy. Yes, Atomic dude. T- and you know what? It was this actually my time. <laughs> it was actually the other show that was up against Secret Life of Alex Mack, and I didn't get picked up. But I, it was a show that we we I could make things like explode. It was really Atomic Tommy. You know, I would, <laughs> I would make the bully like turn into a giant. And, and dude, that's amazing. I did that show when I was like I don't know fourteen or fifteen and didn't get picked up. So bummed. But I ran into a, a Nickelodeon executive years later, and he told me the story. He was like, Yeah, it was between you and Alex Mack, and, oh, wow. and you picked Alex Mack. And uh, um, you're like, Well, nope. maybe a good decision overall. But good. hey, yeah. But what about resurrecting uh, Atomic Tommy? Was <laughs> it dude, Atomic Tommy? Now you're passing it down to your kid? Yeah. 
They could dig that out of a drawer somewhere <laughs> in Nickelodeon and say, "Come on, guys! Hey, we're going. Hey, we're, we're we're bringing Will and Grace back. We might we, we might as well bring back Atomic Tommy." That's the conversation they're having. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. Atomic Tommy was the Will and Grace of Nickelodeon. <laughs> uh, do you have any crazy? I'm sure there. I mean, Seventh Heaven to me is like a you put that in the. Um, the oh, box of like shaped, all time shows childhoods. that shaped like is there any uh, amazing behind the scenes stories or just like another favorite episode something again that you remember so dearly from that experience mm, great question so I, I mean, can journal about it uh, we <laughs> Jessica Biel secretly a Nazi we, we, we don't know it <laughs> we <laughs> definitely he, not nice oh, welcome okay. back to Brad's weird sound bites <laughs> We can cut that out. Yeah, right? for sure. We'll cut most of Brad out. We do it every episode. Is that, is yeah. that yeah, absolutely. We keep in the part about him humping legs. Sure, we, that's yeah. a good part. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, part. yeah. I would keep that part. It's the yeah. best part. And I, yeah. I had a little, I had a little plug. There was a little punchline. Yeah, there. you so were, I you, dude, sure that you, out, you were the stalker of them alone. You know what a what an interesting experience at that time to be working with some of the. You know, I remember there was a director from Gunsmoke. So some of the real, Holy wow, shit. Um, you know, uh, what you pros call? of the biz. Yeah, but guys that had been around for like 30 40 years then the flip side of it was it was so regimented like you couldn't change a word if, if you wanted to change a word it had to go you know up the channel to brenda hampton and all so it took oh, wow. me a little while in fact it was great training ground to be an excellent actor in every aspect of being an actor so i yeah, was, they, it was kind of like my college through those years and i started it by uh, seven i think i was out of i don't I think 18 you know 18 mm-hmm. to like 20 22 i did it for like three four years off and on um so you know I, I really appreciated that and it was such a sweet show i got to the point where you know jessica was leaving the show and that was kind of a crossroads for me where i just didn't necessarily see myself hanging out in the Camden house. Yeah. Well, right, because without Jessica, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, ah, yeah. I don't know where I'm going to go with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your girlfriend on the show is gone, gone and I'm so, still there with yeah. my kid. I was just, you know, at that moment, my, my creative, uh, you know, ego, it was like, I don't know, they're going to write me. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I could have, probably should have, but who knows? Again, these, yeah. you just got to take it for what it is. I wouldn't be here now if I did right. something like yeah. that. Yeah, that is cool that there are um, experiences like that that do, like, kind of reel you in because like you know in a lot of things improv is so welcomed it's shit man the writing was great and it's like that like for them to have the uh you know be cognizant of like yo like let's just fucking we're gonna make this the best and do that and i'm sure like you know there's other ways to be creative and find moments organically but it was a style too that they were that it took me a while to understand that they wanted it to be this kind of verbatim and that's why the show had this crispy clean kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. it 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 was not you know your typical you know um what's the right word for that you just said it uh improvisational yeah. show it was a very like a cookie cutter show yeah. and that's what people loved about it and that's what it was and yeah. so they just wanted to stay true to what they wrote and that's you know that's uh it was appreciated Did you get crazy fan letters or um things sent to you or you know in the very young early years you know when when the teen magazines were really yeah. happening that's, yes and speak I to that even, please yeah well i wasn't bonkers uh, you're on the walls of millions of of people's rooms. That's right. fucking bonkers to me, dude. Well, I was in, and for those that remember, I was on a show with Ed Asner called Thunder Alley. And I was on the show and I was working next door in the same actual studio or, yes, uh, stage as home improvement so yes. so between that that stage had a bomb gone off every teen magazine would be out of business you had Tom you know Thomas or no, I'm sorry uh, Tom, what's his name Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas, Thomas Zachary Zach- Ty Bryan Tara Noah Smith why do I know and, that off the top my, of my head my, all in one building <laughs> yeah. so that, yeah. so that was uh, that was you know again where it was that was just madness there was a box of mail coming every every week and you know to this day I feel 
not bad, but I just wish I could, uh, you know, have responded. Actually, I think I have some of those letters, and I'm always tempted to like go pull out a letter from 1990. Well, if you don't <laughs> mind responding to my letter now, that would be great. Live on the air, and I can pull up what I wrote. Okay, that would be ama- that would be ama- that, well, that would be, but that would be fun, right? Well, to try, and this may be something we work on. Yeah. Get a letter, track down the girl, <laughs> read back her letter to her, and you know, twenty years later, what do sure. You think? Well, I mean, you pretty much just did that by leaving a voicemail on. Uh, Has she called my back? Sister's. By the way, she hasn't. I've been I've been staring at my phone, and, and I text her. I'm like, listen to your voicemail, and you're gonna shoot yourself if if you don't call me back. But how about yeah. we just do this? I'll pretend to be a girl writing a letter, <laughs> and you answer to the letter. Okay. Um, hi Andrew, this is Stephanie. Um. Wow, I can't believe I'm actually getting to write a letter to you. This is this is crazy. Um, I have um, all of your posters on my wall. Um, my mom actually says that I don't have any more wall space, but I'm like, fuck you, bitch. Um, but um, I do, there is more wall space. I just have to put them up in her room. Um, I want to know, is Wilson, what's his favorite food? Oh, and you can respond back to me in this letter. <laughs> Improv. <laughs> Hi. Katie, <laughs> I'm so glad you have. Oh, it's Stephanie. Thank you. Uh, Stephanie, <laughs> I do a lot of these. So Stephanie, it's all good. It's all good. Okay, great. Um, I'll call you what I want to call you. Yeah. Okay. Oh my so god. So I'm looking at your wall now. Yeah. I don't know how I got your room. No, I, but, it doesn't uh, matter. I'm I not asking that, any I questions. I see that they're not all me, and I'm oh. wondering why you have Jonathan Taylor Thomas up on the wall. Well, um, I was a Tim Allen fan before I was a Keegan fan. Okay. And so anything, to, you know, Tim Allen kind of put his stamp on JTT, okay. but. If I can be honest, like if you want me to take it down, I'll take, I'll take it down. I don't, I don't even care. I don't even like that me, poster. It would make me feel more comfortable okay, since well, I'm in your room. It's off, and other things can be off. But it's, hey, um, well, the lights, you pervert, moving. Jesus! <laughs> Boy, this is really going <laughs> south. Real quick. I think we should stop. Thank you, thank you so much for responding. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what, what is it with that? Bye. Bye. That, that happens with girls. But 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 right. Bye. Well, you know what? That's your goal as a father is to stop your daughter. She's from already doing your, it. She goes, really? What? Yeah, it's I've already failed. Break that, break that, dude. That um, I can't even tell you how awesome this was. Yeah, you, yeah, dude. I mean, you're, uh, you know, this and, was a really great chat for all you've done, uh, just uh, in your professional life, but all, but also in your personal life, uh, with the church and helping people and yeah, having, man, you've given a lot to the world. And it, 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 it's really cool to see, uh, to, to tie it all in, to, to, to see something come full circle that way. So uh, just want to thank you for doing that. Thank you for being on this podcast. And uh, thank you for making my sister's dreams come true. I'm sure. <laughs> Dude, he sent a your, birthday yeah. to, uh, video to my sister on her birthday. Like, oh, that's right. She... Lost her shit, dude. Oh, and it's like, so, I mean, like, a, and I felt weird asking, but I was like, dude, I'm just, you don't ask, you don't get, throw, like, throw it out. Lat, there. Worst he's going to say is, like, hey, man, I don't do birthday videos. I'm not doing your podcast now either. Fuck off. Sincerely, Keegan. And I'm like, all right, at least or, I got the email. Or know. I'll say, you know, Venmo me five bucks and yeah. I'll that <laughs> yeah, yeah. that and I would have really... done that too, you know? <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you all so much. Thanks, bud.
Hey everybody, it's me, Tony Danza. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.